so Elon knows about Counterparty. You know, his first tweet about NFTs was on March 15th. And if you guys go down the rabbit hole of 315 and my research with Kofefe and Rare Pepe and 1111 that we have coming up in a couple of days, there's some interesting timestamps and date stamps that Elon is messaging, I think, to us in a- Wait, wait, wait. What, what's this 1111 yeah, stuff yeah, you're talking about? What is this? <laughs> Let's go down some rabbit holes here. Man. Let's go down the full PSYOPs uh, rabbit hole you got going. For okay, us. so let's just start with Rare Pepe. Okay, Rare Pepe, if you look at the card, has a 315 on it. Yeah, 315 is also known as the Eyes of March, okay? The date March 15th. Okay, President Trump, when he came into office, he was the chaos that came into the controlled, you know, institutional land of red versus blue, right? He shook up the system to some degree. And the first person he put in the Oval Office was a gentleman by the name of Andrew Jackson. Okay, for those that don't know Andrew Jackson, Andrew Jackson was the uh, president who defeated the second central bank of the United States. Okay, and so funny enough, Andrew Jackson's birthday is also on March 15th. Okay, so okay. you get into these combinations of 315. It all sounds crazy, but the first date Trump tweeted himself as a Pepe was on October 13th, 2015. So you get another 315. It doesn't have, it's a combination of these 315s. Yeah, I don't Wait, wait, understand. wait. October 13th? 2015. Okay, Trump okay. tweeted himself wait, as wait, a wait. Pepe. But that's not on that. Why, why didn't he tweet on? November 11th. I don't understand. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait. So what, I, what I'm saying is the three one fives can be in any kind of combination, but Trump, when he tweeted himself, well, then you're going to be like, well, five plus one plus three is nine. So anything that with the nine, come well, on, we're not, man. We're not going to get real all numbers, way. bro. This is like, this, that's a little, that, you're saying October 15th, 10, 15. Adam, Adam stop putting his 10, area. 15, bro. <laughs> October 15th is 10, 15. Oh, no, October 13th, 2015. Oh, my God. Anyways. That, that's like you just gave me every number on earth and, and fit it hey, bro, into a day. If you want to just chill and relax and let me talk, okay, and open your mind a little bit, I'd be happy to explain it further, okay? Adam, GM, GM, bro. Another Pepe Spaces featuring Rare Coco as well. I'm excited to hear that story. I've actually never heard it before, man. How are you feeling today? Internet doing better? <laughs> Dude, internet's down fucking terrible. I just got word today. I called. I was expecting, you know, in the next day or two to be like did that call. Hey, man, we're here to set up your new internet. And uh, so I called to check in. They're like, oh, no, your order's, order's been canceled. <laughs> I was like, what? what? What do you mean my order's been canceled? They're like, yeah, the technician called you and you didn't answer. I was like, dude, when did they fucking call me? That's bullshit. They're like, sorry, your order's canceled. You got to come into the office and make a new order. It's like, oh, but go go to hell, man. <laughs> Starlink, I can't get it quick enough, man. I can't get it quick enough, bro. The communist nation of Costa Rica. Back <laughs> at it. Dogfather, man. What's good, bro? Man, what's good? What's good? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Gotcha. Man, I have a new iPhone. I have a new uh, pods and everything. So I hope this is nice. now working better. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Not that yeah, I, I, mean, I, I do not hear any muffling like I usually do. <laughs> yeah. Then it's already an improvement. Uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that space. So um, the cocos, yeah, something. And uh, I mean, yeah, let, let, let's do all kind of rock things today. Rocking out. Chris, GM, GM, bro. How are you feeling? The GM, GM, looking like a good space today. Uh, great space yesterday. So let's keep the momentum going. Good to see everyone. Heck yeah. And for our two guests, Al, man, uh, the 
founder of Pepe.wtf, the meme connoisseur himself. How are you feeling today? Very good. Uh, thank you for inviting. I'm happy to be here. Uh, fixing things and watching the mempool cry, basically. So all good. <laughs> Yeah, we can't get any can't get any of our memes sent on Counterparty because of the congestion. <laughs> yeah, it's really painful. <laughs> <laughs> I just want my memes on Bitcoin. Kiro, GM bro, uh, really kind of memes. Rare cocoa is everywhere, you. man. Yeah, man, we 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 snap everyone right now. So that's exciting. It's very very exciting. Yeah. So you know kind of on the the eve i mean maybe we're it's been a month since uh, rare pepe has began or pepe.wtf excuse me has began to expand past pepe's um, with the addition of Wojak way and rare coco and recently a bitcoin stamps becoming the home of bitcoin nfts and kind of memetic communities Al, uh, I would love to just hear a little bit of kind of the origin story of Pepe.wtf. Uh, as as most most know, Pepe.wtf is kind of the home for everything rare Pepe's and fake rares. And begin of you've begun to expand, it is one of the pivotal tools for the Pepe community. But I'd love to hear yeah, your origin story of how you ended up getting into Frogland and then building such an important tool for the community. It started mostly like an, as, as an accident. Basically, I joined crypto quite late, like in summer 2021, more or less. Um, I joined with a group of friends that they were doing some investment things. They they are basically running a, a small investment fund. And so I was working as software developer, uh, mostly for banks um, and investment funds. And at some point, I was a bit burned, so I decided to take a look into crypto. I, I, have, knew, I have known it since the beginning, but really never really digged into it until until then. So I joined them and a couple of months later, uh, we know Pepe, uh, Pepe at Twitter. And so after a couple of months doing some, let's say some serious crypto, he said, well, it would be cool to have some platform to watch, uh, to, to, over, to to see this this collection of, of art. I didn't know anything about it. So the, the initial idea was basically to have a site where we can see the collection because the only, the only site available at the moment was the Ever Pepe directory which was only for the art, but didn't have any kind of market data. So uh, between that lack of uh, platform and these guys who developed this thing called Emblem Bot, basically in that moment, uh, Pepe's expanded to Ethereum. So it kind of made sense to have a, a single place where we could aggregate all the data, like the market that was happening in counterparty Bitcoin and in the Ethereum world. So basically it was just a project we did for fun for one month, couple of months as a side project. And let's say it got complicated and here we are. Yeah, here we are today. I know uh, Vincent Van Doe and some of those other individuals helped uh, to build the, help build this with you. It's been such a, an awesome tool, really, really exciting. How about you, Kara? What is the, the origin story of Rare Coco and yourself? How do you find yourself in this weird kind of meme animal realm with us on bitcoin well um I, I joined the pepe community a while ago and yeah i really enjoyed it but um bear market kicked in and i was thinking um what to do next i mean yeah i mean we can meme everything and, and i always kind of wanted to make some, some original character but like back then pepe was from Ethereum, and yeah come on let, let's do something and yeah, I think it took me three months to get some um, good character with, with, with um, some backstory. Uh, I wanted to give them the origin of Web3. 
So a crocodile that snaps, basically, he's, he's like, I would say a tug or, or, or a, a little grifter, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, laying low on, on, on the lake surface or on the swim surface and just snaps the floor or whatever, or, or some sniping. And yeah, that, that was kind of my idea back then. And yeah, I published the first Coco and people loved him. And there was one idea beyond another idea. <clears throat> Monty dropped it, the idea where Coco is free on XCP. I took the name. Minted 300 of them, and later, I think a few hours later, I talked with Jamie or Robot Pops Coffee, and uh, directory popped up. So <laughs> it was all crazy and really fast. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, I have here pulled up your original tweet. This is from July 19th, 2023. So this year says, I want to introduce yes. you to Coco after Mumu, Bobo, Dodo, Pepe. You see where I could get the name from. I thought there must be a meme that fits for Web3 and nobody did it before. Then it occurred to me that a crocodile is just the ultimate thing. Predator snaps, he snaps, flips, and drags you under the water. And it has a ton of ton of engagement. You got 326 likes and 117 retweets, man. So now looking back, um, I guess, or I guess four months later. Uh, how has that experience been of being the curator of a new uh, memetic narrative? It's crazy. I mean, in, in the first month, in the first series, I got really overrun with, with submissions. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I also pissed kind of off some people because, um, yeah, I had to reject some some stuff and um, I tried to keep it dank and, and a bit new. And of course, there will be always some Pepe related or we have Pepe related artworks, but it's normal. We all mean what we have seen. And it's a really awesome experience, and I also managed to onboard a few new guys on XCP from, from Ethereum, and yeah, I love it. I mean, I enjoy it, and I really, really, every day, I, I just jump in and see if there's some new um, submission and, and watch all the artworks and evolve and think what to drop next, and yeah, it's awesome. Adam, Adam, how are you feeling about Coco? Do you give it the you give it the the big thumbs up? How do you it's feel? It's funny, it? like I'd seen it, I'd seen it kicking around, but I hadn't I hadn't seen this page. And as you're scrolling through Jake's, you know, scrolling through on the video feed here, and I'm seeing like how it's been layered into all these other, you know, the the shitcoin card, the different stamp there, you know, where it it you know mimics the kind of it's got the yeah the bunsy mullet uh one and uh you know the banksy you know very uh it's just yeah it's pretty awesome man it's hilarious and uh it, it's you know it's it, well as you've probably seen it's really challenging to to make one that sticks right uh that that's really a testament that you were able to kind of do that uh pretty cool job man thanks thanks yeah, I hope to, to keep it alive. And um, yeah, it's just 10 seasons. I, I mean, I promised um, to do 420 cards. And that's not much. I mean, if you compare it to, to some other directories, that's very really possible. So I think Coco got a good future. Yeah, I, I would say of the popular kind of tokenized memes, right? You have Pepe, which is the most popular by far, the originator. Then you had Wojak. I, I would say this is kind of the third one, at least that I've seen, have some legs on on Bitcoin and, and within the Bitcoin community. Uh, looking at it 
you know, as the, you know, kind of creator of it, what type of approach are you taking towards this? Are you going to be a little bit more hands-on and add some type of curation? Is there a, a plan for it or are you just going to go kind of this traditional means and let the community kind of take over and do what they want? No, no, no. I mean, um, I, I have definitely hands-on and not everything got approved. And um, I tried even to, to do some um, team-based series like, like S3 was uh, Pepe and Coco Best Friends. So that was a lot of fun and, and people submitted it and then you get really crazy artworks. But um, yeah, my, my, my idea is to, to keep it really dank and um, to keep a good quality of art. So um, in the future, when you look back at it, it, it has legs. I mean, um, to just ground them. Don't let them move. <laughs> yeah, some of these cards in card three, I'm scrolling through on the live stream right now where absolutely hilarious uh makes complete sense i do like that kind of uh theme per series we've seen fake rares have kind of done something similar as well al i'd like to to you know throw this ball to you uh you know you've added a few different meme collections to pepe.wtf what what was the the thought process and and decision making to begin expanding pepe.wtf beyond just the 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 rare and fake frogs it, it was thought kind of in the beginning, like since all we have thought like expanding it, we, we've never had in, in mind the idea of becoming like a full explorer, like counterparty full explorer or anything like that. But it's true that in the beginning when we thought about that in fakes and danks, uh, we were only focusing Pepe because at the end it's, it's like the motto of the site. But it's true that somehow the community, the, the counterparty community is alive in many different aspects, in many different means, many different collections. So at some point when we start thinking, when we start working into the idea of Mimable's collection, which is a, a collection we have launched in Ordinance, it's a, a daily comic uh, in Ordinance, not necessarily Pepe, it can, it can be any, any mean theme. Uh, it kind of makes sense to expand the site because at the end it's like the, the, the main topic is gonna be always Pepe because somehow it's in the domain. <laughs> but, but at the end, uh, uniting all these different communities that somehow are completely overlapped between the different collections kind of it just made sense so we are still gonna add some collections not a big number but we we have a small list of collections we want to add uh, so basically after memables in which we were opening to more means it just made sense is is the long-term vision here to be kind of this this home for tokenized memes in essence or is there or are you kind of catering to just what the community is requesting? The main idea is memes, because at the end, um, once we have moved from Pepe, well, we haven't moved from Pepe, but what we have worked since the beginning is to move cross-chain, because once we started indexing the, the market in Ethereum, uh, once uh, Vincent Van Dog added the notable papers, for example, once we have moved cross-chains, uh, for us, kind of makes sense to move in that direction, but always uh, across the different memes. So for us, we don't see like adding uh, a curated collections of fine arts, but definitely we would add a fine, a fine meme arts collection. So in that sense, it's not like we are thinking in expanding a lot, but if there's some a, a meme that comes uh, along uh, the community that we are based on and, and it, it come um, both in the community and, and in the vibes that we are we are all like uh, living every day uh, definitely interested in it 
can you explain what the memeables are? I've pulled it here up on on the the video stream. It seems like they're it's like a once a day auction that has some sort of cartoonistic type of effect. Can you just explain what that is? Yeah, basically, um, we thought about uh, putting a, a bit of a food into ordinals. Like we, we don't want to to become an ordinal platform, but for us, it made sense to explore that option because at the end, most of the content we have, except for notable pepes and uh, potentially notable pepes, everything is counterparty with Bitcoin. So, uh, ordinal get, getting close to ordinal is something we wanted to do, and so we had this idea of going out of the classical format of card because we have all the collections are card based uh, so pepe came into this idea of let's do comics so basically following the the mad fury's original comic of the feels good man that that six cells template the idea is to have a daily comic basically um, following that template that's basically the only rule follow that template and you have to be funny uh, beyond that you, you we, we accept any any meme we accept any, any topic we don't have very strict rules among the what is not safe for work or no, but we, we try to, to be safe in there. So basically the idea is just that, that curate a, a, a daily collection that we are actioning in the site. People can pay with Bitcoin or with Ethereum in Ordinals uh, and run it as long as we can. Basically, if you ask me till when you want to run it, well, ideally till we die. So <laughs> let's see. But for now, it's been a very fun experience because at the end, there's, uh, there are artists coming from the different collections, from uh, Fake Rares, from Wojak, from Coco, from also people that were not uh, in, in, in the community has joined, has joined Memables. So in that sense, it's been a very fun experiment uh, that at the end is cross-collection and cross-community because we have the the excuse as Pepe what the fuck as the running motto, but it allows us to to basically have like more diverse names on it. How do people uh, apply for that? How do, how do they how do you get submissions? Is that right through the website? Yeah, pepe.wtf slash proposals. Um, basically, there's a, a process there to, to push the image. Uh, we we mint ourselves, and then whenever whenever the card is accepted, we mint and run the auction um, every day. Yeah, Bitcoin Ordinals is uh, is kind of the the right direction. That's where all the all the attention is. So it, let's say now we're looking, you know, a few months into the future. Uh, Pepe.wtf is this, you know, mimetic store. You have auctions. Uh, where where else do you expand to? You you mentioned something about multi-chain. How does this become, or how does Pepe.wtf first become uh, an effective business, but then also kind of help grow the pie in terms of mimetic awareness um, towards like ETH and some of these other uh, blockchains that you mentioned? For me, so it also depends a lot on the community because at the end. For me, the memes right now is kind of the it's it's a trend in crypto, but it's a trend in art. It's, if if we see in the in the past year what uh, what different trends have has appeared, like let's see pop art. Nobody thought pop art could be something serious back in the time, but now when you analyze memes, basically it's like it's, it's internet culture. It's it's not only a crypto culture, but internet culture. So I think there's a lot of place in which memes make sense uh, as a, as as a market and as a product. It's a different thing, but. Crypto plays a very, very interesting role in there because at the end, one thing you can not do easily with memes is like memes fly very fast. It's not that easy to retain 
uh, ownership and, and proof of who has created who, who has created what. So I think that's why memes are very, very powerful in crypto because it's, it allows a very fast uh, format as is something that you create in an editor in, in one minute. It allows to prove you have done something. So um, for me, memes are going to be there one way or another. It doesn't matter if it's going to be Bitcoin, it doesn't matter if it's going to be Ethereum, it doesn't matter in which medium, but crypto definitely is going to be full of memes. For me, Bitcoin makes sense. Obviously, counterparty makes sense, not only for the fact that it was there since since always, um, but also because of the community it has around. So I don't see somehow the community around where Pepe, Fake Rares, Woyak, or Coco now going anywhere. So at the end, the evolution of the platform is very much kind of I don't want to say dependent, but also in a sense dependent on what the community does because the community moves very much together. So I think in that sense, there's there's going to be a lot of projects that are going to appear in the in the in the next times. So definitely, we're going to have fun. That's the feeling I have with with the platform. Uh, Actually, one, one question I had on there, and it's just something that's been kicking around in my mind, is this idea of like, um, you know, when people create uh, a meme or a joke or whatever. Uh, I think we all kind of get this idea of like, hey, we're locking it on the blockchain. Therefore, I kind of prove that I, you know, I was the first one to do this, right? Um, what's your feeling on that? I, I mean, I think we're all as a culture kind of working through this idea of like, hey, I created this first thing and then people layered stuff on top of it. Well, what's your kind of viewpoint? Because we deal with this every day. What's your viewpoint on it right now? My view right now is like, first of all, obviously, crypto enables a uh, transaction, obviously. At the end, what, what it enables more is the, the ability of people to sell uh, to, to sell everything in a decentralized way, which maybe in traditional art that was easier because there was a, a current path and a current like um, scene. Basically, you had galleries and so on. But for me, it was not, was not that easy. So basically, in that sense, crypto enables the people to prove ownership. Um, I don't know uh, if in that sense, I mean, it's it's very hard to predict how it's going to be the market, uh, the, the art market in the future. But if I join the fact that uh, crypto enables uh, transactioning for different things uh, as fast as something that happens as a meme, and at the same time, memes are becoming kind of like one of the centric pieces of the internet culture, I I don't see a world where memes are not going to be here in like five, 10 years. So in that sense, it's like definitely it's going to be evolving. Maybe it loses some kind of attention, but I see it's going to, I don't see that happening soon. Right. I, I like the idea. And I think this is actually the the correct path to go down. You started off niche, right? With, with Pepe's and Bitcoin, but the whole idea is to, to spread the awareness and discoverability of, of memes and memes as an art form more than kind of memes as a community. Uh, Al, I got one final question then I'll kind of kick it over to, to Kiro right after this. You know, a lot of a lot of uh, Pepe artists also vocalize that Pepe is an art form, but it also kind of classifies itself as a, a meme, meme art. Would you consider Pepe art and meme art two different distinct categories of art or would you consider them one of the same? 
I think it goes to different categories, but because of the artist, because at the end, Pepe starts as a mean, like where Pepe's, if you, if you, if you see the whole collection, it's a, it's an amazing collection and an overview of, of memes and basically historical proof of what was the, the world in terms of internet and crypto back then. But also because at the end, the memes are made by people, that people are not only being in one place. So if you see, for example, collections like figures, uh, people who create figures don't only create uh, memes. So at the end, they create many different arts in many different spaces. So at the end, I think what makes memes and Pepe in particular becoming a piece of art, in my opinion, is that, that it overlaps many different aspects and many different areas of arts. So for me, Pepe itself is a, it, it's a meme, obviously, because it's funny and it, ha it, it makes jokes, but also it's hard because people are using it to express different artistic trends and different emotions and different feelings. So I think it's the combination of both. The power of Pepe itself, uh, as known as it is, but also the, the power and, and, and what people are creating with it. And I can tell you've thought about this quite intricately over time. Uh, very beautiful. You, when you, as you were speaking, I was just thinking about 10, 15 years from now, just corners of different traditional museums, just having a dedicated meme art gallery and how hilarious it is going to be to us. That, but also kind of this, you know, this idea of achievement, but to everybody else who's not in this digital world, um, being like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. But in that sense, like the people that are creating today is the people that are going to be uh, interested in art uh, the next year. So in that sense, before we were joking in a chat and uh, basically we were saying we, we are not going to stop until we see somebody throwing tomato soup to a freedom cake hanging in the MoMA. So yeah. <laughs> basically somehow it's like they may like it or not, but this is here and this is going to remain here because or crypto dies and Bitcoin is destroyed or this is going to be here. So <laughs> they cannot avoid Pepe. <laughs> That's beautiful. Arwen is on the live stream, says Al for president. So I wanted to make sure <laughs> make sure that I noted that. Uh, we all love Arwen. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a wild, wild man. Uh, Kira, what, what is your take on memes as an art form uh, versus uh, maybe saying rare cocoa as an art form? Do you consider them two distinct kind of categories of art forms or one of the same? I, was, I would say... Um... They are kind of the same, but also very different. It depends always on the artist. I mean, um, when you look, some guys, okay, they make memes that are just hilarious and funny, but there's a lot of stuff that had really deep methods in it. And, um, also, the, the execution of them, that they're insane. And, um, when I look back on some Red Pepe or Red Cook or whatever, it's, it's crazy what the people create. Yeah, I agree as well. I Art is just such a kind of weird medium. It's, it really is truly on the artist itself. I want to dive a little bit more into kind of the the vision for Coco. I was kind of interested how you made Series 3 this idea or kind of the the theme of Pepe and Coco being best friends. Uh, it's kind of taking a little bit of a different direction than what we'd normally see is this like decentralized kind of art project and the community kind of takes over. Uh, where where do you see or like what is the outlook maybe over the next few months in terms of um, expanding? I guess this would be like the equivalent of the Cocoa IP. So well, basically, when I started with with the directory, my idea was um, to make it um, a bit 
controlled, but also very um, decentralized. P people didn't know they got burn tokens on the start because I sold the rare cocoa and um, I had a double dispenser up with, with Kobe back then and decided to use this as my uh, burn card, basically. And I did a lot of floating. So I basically asked the people in, in our chat what we should do next. And um, yeah, that's how I decide stuff. And um, yeah, the IP of Rare Coco will not be affected. Um, I will say it's CCO. I mean, it makes sense to make it CCO. And we will see what, where it develops. I can't say right now what we are doing, but um, I tried to get the last one um, artwork for each series made by, by some guy to um, basically airdrop the Rare Coco holders. And um, yeah. Ideas free art at last one series. I mean, if, if someone decides to do another one, it's awesome. I can't force anybody, but it's basically a lot of fun. I mean, that's how it started. I agree. I did bring up uh, Gimani, who's on stage. Uh, how's it going, bro? GM, do you have uh, any questions or comments? No, just hanging out, enjoying the space. I love my rare cocoa. And, um, you know, if you want me to make any comments on memes, I think. An important part of memes are memes destroyed the centralized control structure of the mainstream media. And so I think people think memes are cute and they're funny and they're cool. But in reality, we're fighting a war against a thousand year old death cult that owned every piece of propaganda, right, in the news media. And so that centralized news media, um, that's difficult to break down, right? How do you break down 90%, um, you know, 90% of the news media is owned by six corporations, right? 232 people control what 300 million Americans view and watch, right? So you have to go around the centralized news media. And so, you know, um, a meme is basically a contagious, I'm reading an, a, uh, an example from a DARPA memo a contagious information pattern that replicates by parasitically infecting human minds and altering their behavior, causing them to propagate the pattern, individual slogans, catchphrases, melodies, icons, inventions, and fashions are typical memes. But an idea of information or pattern is not a meme until it causes someone to replicate it, to repeat it to someone else. All transmitted knowledge is mimetic. And so, um, you know, memes are a lot more powerful than I think people realize. And so um, I'm here to spread the message of memes to counter um, at the mainstream media. Adam, how do you feel about that? Memes taken on traditional news and legacy business? Is it it's possible? A, it's, a, it's a worthy battle. That's what I would say to that, man. Uh, it's it's so interesting. I mean, obviously, COVID provided this, this wake-up call for so many of us that... Um, uh, that we were being propagandized and you know you lose fact of that when or you you lose you lose sight of that when stuff is really good right our society is pretty great uh best in the world ever i'm talking about western society not just us but western society and uh when you get that we were all pretty fat dumb and comfortable right and waking up to the fact that wait a minute we are being holy cow this is wait the new york times is a propaganda machine I'm telling you, it's it a slap in the face uh, for a whole bunch of us. And by a whole bunch, I mean almost everybody because um, we had it pretty good. And it's it's a, a slap in the face and you wake up to it. And I think memes are important, um, especially for if you can't speak 
uh, speak out um, and have freedom of speech. Memes are hyper important. Uh, so long live Pepe, long live Coco. You reminded me of the book Manufacturing Consent by Noam Chomsky. Have you ever read that? <laughs> No, I watched a lot of Chomsky back in my communist days, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably why they're not giving you the internet. You know it's what actually- they say, communists make, make the best capitalists. <laughs> <laughs> 77277, what's up? Saifam, just drop out of class. I'm new about here, brother Pepe, and I love Pepe's. I, wa- I want to know much about Pepe. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Well, you're talking to the right people for sure. Uh, Al, you want to give him a, a little directory of how he can learn more about Pepe? Well, they definitely can make him nice. spend like next week, basically uh, discovering both director. Well, every directory, but I would say one good place to start is at uh, wiki.pepe.wtf. Basically, there, Pablo Ricasso made a very good uh, job. Well, many, lots of people, not only him, but basically he coordinated. There's a lot of information about the origins of her Pepe counterparty and many other things. So that would be a very nice place to start, but definitely scroll across every collection in Pepe.wtf would be a, a nice start. Yeah, I Thank think you so much. I definitely I great, will take a look at that, man. A great yeah. place to start too is finding the um, uh, the Matt Fury movie. Uh, is a feel good, feels good man. The the movie uh, is a great kind of primer just to to hear you know Matt's story and how it kind of started and roots in 4chan and how it kind of grew to this like internet meme um doesn't really touch so much on you know rare pepes and how important rare pepes have been in expanding that but but um it's a good it's a good primer as well just to get that kind of backstory yeah feels good man it was actually voted the best documentary of 2020 by a lot of like very credible um a lot of credible reviewers in the movie realm so highly recommend that one is really good but al was being a little bit humble 77277 al is the founder of pepe.wtf which is like the pepe bible i would recommend highly recommend going to that website there is endless amounts of information there nice to meet all you man yeah mate, make sure, <laughs> yeah make sure you give him a follow so uh you could stay up to date with everything that's going on there I want to pivot back a little bit. I was kind of piqued by the the conversation of memes um, taking on the traditional news network. Um, If you dive a little bit deeper into it, right, kind of like ideologically, um, Twitter is trying to take on the traditional news media. um, And that's been very, very vocalized. There was this, you know, before Elon took or before Elon took over, and it's still this way in the gift category, there's this idea of like greenwashing where Pepe is being, you know, removed from all of these different types of, of social media platforms because of its quote unquote right wing affiliation, which, you know, the, the documentary goes into, into all of that. Uh, the other social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram, they're also pretty resistant towards Pepe. Adam, what do you think? Do you think X can help proliferate the ideology of Pepe because of Elon's kind of resistance towards traditional media? I think so. I think actually now that you're talking about it, I think we should really get like a campaign going um, to bring, bring back. Like when I want to put in my gifts, I want, I want to have the full suite of Pepe's there, right? Um, and you realize, I mean, this was part of my wake-up call was um, 
a friend of mine, I can't remember, this is a few months ago, maybe a, maybe a year ago, uh, where I had, you know, a Pepe shirt on or whatever. And I'm talking to my friend on WhatsApp and we're on a video call or whatever. The childhood friend, right? Um, and he's like, dude, what the hell is that on your shirt? And I'm like, oh, it's Pepe. What are you talking about? He's like, bro, that's like a racist, whatever. I don't even know. Went down the like rabbit hole. And I'm like, bro, your view of Pepe and mine are completely different, bro. <laughs> right. And, uh, and you realize that he from, you know, the Northeast, you know, New York Times, he's been fed that, you know, Pepe is this racist, you know, slogan. And, uh, and you realize that all of these kind of memes can be used for, good or bad and you know so i think it's important that we as like you know firm believers in pepe and pepe community like that we take this back you know that we say no no no, this is ours and it doesn't you know you can of course people can believe whatever they want and there may be the racist most racist person on earth may have pepe you know imprinted on his forehead doesn't matter because we are these other people on this other side that believe pepe's this and, you know, I think that's where community is really important. And we should actually, man, I, I say we get rolling with that. What do you think, Al? You think we should get a, like a movement going on X to, to bring the Pepe totally. gifts back? Totally, totally. Also, I think in the, even Pepe was not related at all with, with crypto because it's, it's earlier, obviously. Um, I think one good thing that happened to Pepe, uh, basically, uh, where Pepe and all the, the descendants, one good thing is... Uh, it has gone global because at the end uh, I'm from Spain and in Spain we don't have that perception of Pepe being a racist uh, meme um, it's something more in the US or in many that different countries that we, we don't have that kind of perception so at the end Pepe has crossed borders and in that sense it's like people are have learned what Pepe is from different angles and they are learning what Pepe is from the art angle so in that sense I think we are starting to have a little bit of advantage in the in that battle but definitely it's not an easy one because as you were saying at the end Facebook is a lost one I don't know even if we want to to jump in there to be honest uh, but in terms of X right now uh, the good thing is I have hope that in that sense it's like alone somehow it has always gone like cross uh, it has gone in, in the wrong path in the in the in the in the non-traditional trends so at the end i have hope that is something we can recover in the previous twitter i don't think that was possible right now i have a, a little bit of hope but definitely it's not going to happen alone but it's as easy as to convince uh, giphy uh, the company that enables the gifts to add it back basically <laughs> because at the end the censorship that we have in x is basically because of the gifts if we would have the backing Giphy, that that battle would be, would be won so yeah and what, one of the campaigns i'd thought about after lom took on was try to get him to retweet one of his pepes in the rare pepe collection i think there's two or two or three of them that would be iconic you'd probably see the curated collection probably go crazy if that were the case all right, I'm 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 already crafting the thread in my mind, uh, so I will be reaching out to each one. Everybody on stage will be getting a DM from me when that goes live. That we create this campaign and start pushing Elon to uh, to pressure Giphy to bring bring back the Pepe Pepe myth. Um, do it, do it. Would be amazing. Let's yeah, do it. it. The interesting thing of of Pepe and just memes is there's kind of a variety of. I guess ob objectives, um, I, I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, some Pepe's and, and memes, they kind of capture the moment in time, right? I think like Dark Farms is pretty good at doing this. There's a lot of rare Pepe cards and other memes are used for like expression, right? How are you feeling? And then some are kind of just this idea of like interest. You mold Pepe or whatever meme into 
uh, whatever you're interested in at the time. Uh, the the new section of it I, I find kind of interesting, especially how it started on Bitcoin and Counterparty, because you really just you can't get rid of that, and it it you know kind of packages it in this uh, you know kind of nice and fancy way. Bunzi says this quote a lot, um, where news travels at the at the pace of memes, and I, I think it couldn't be uh, any more right to it it's it's just it's very very interesting i will die on my hill and say that you know memers or tokenized memers are kind of the blue collar workers of of the nft space when you think about kind of how people who create memes or pepes get paid right it's you do this like you create this this art and then you do a drop and then you kind of just move on to the next one and then if people like that if that speaks to them because of the news or they're related or they're around that time then they go in and and they acquire it but there's no kind of floor price gimmicks and and pumping and tokenomics it's just a complete very like straightforward kind of idea i always find it interesting how that will proliferate kind of into the future chris we've talked about this actually a lot over the last few years of just like memes and news what's, what's your take on pepe.wf rare coco and the expansion of the memetic economy i think that uh memes are the medium i think going back to kind of like the origins of time, like hieroglyphics and caves are basically memes, just kind of distilling it into the message into its simplest form and spreading it around at the speed of light is just something super special. So I think all of the most, you know, the biggest, uh, like think of propaganda, think of propaganda posters, those are just memes. And so the message can just carry so much further and have kind of so many different meanings when you did, um, distill it down to its simplest form. And so I think uh, I think with crypto, looking back to like early days of Bitcoin, magic internet money, all of these really simple, easy to understand concepts or difficult to understand concepts simplified down, kind of allowed to spread so much quicker. Yep. So I think um, Pepe is just, you know, it's, it's taking over. It's funny that uh, the mainstream media can kind of talk in terms of, um, you know, memes being destructive or, or being kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, a little bit uh, alt-right or something like that. But memes are kind of for everyone and people have uh, different perspectives. So I think it's crazy to put it in a box, but I think memes are kind of the most powerful form of communication. Propagandized memes. That's kind of, that's that's an interesting kind of idea. Uh, Kira, what are, your, what are your thoughts on it? You think you can create propaganda through memes in a malicious way? Uh, definitely. I mean, we've seen it in a ton of spaces and, and uh, like shit coins, <laughs> for example. But um, I, I would say, yes, they can be propaganda, but they can be also a lot of truth. Um, from my background, I come from a very, um, let's say, fucked up country. Uh, it was war. I, I'm, up as war refugee and, and stuff like this and um yeah i, I lost lost um how to say it rather trust in governments and, and people on the top i was always kind of the, the little anarchist on this side and uh, graffiti is basically also like a, a meme if, if you watch it like this i mean um you you, you fight a war not like g money said already um against greater powers and with the blockchain, what, what got me back to crypto 10 years ago, 
um, they can control it, and and that that's what what I love on it. And um, I hope, of course, that people um, do only good stuff with memes. But um, yeah, that's my take on it. G money, you, you seem to be a little bit uh, politically charged and thought about this. What's your thoughts on uh, propagandized memes? Look, uh, the left can't meme. <laughs> so, <laughs> can't meme, right? And so, like, when the commies can't meme very well, like their message doesn't attract people. And so, the truth, the truth is, um, you know, is is very, um, you know, is very uh, compelling, and it also replicates a lot quicker. So. The truth catches fire and it's unstoppable. But, um, you know, when you're trying to force propaganda, you're trying to shove stuff down people's throats that they don't want and they don't like, like your message isn't going to resonate with people. Um, the truth resonates much quicker. And, you know, Elon knows about Pepe. Elon's been tweeting Pepe's for quite some time. For those that know about some of Elon's old tweets, Elon's, some of old Elon's tweets are counterparty tokens. Like he literally tweeted um the uh you know oasis mining yep. um cbg whatever that that CBG ton. yeah right. i was thinking of changing my my pfp back to that one today it's funny enough you mentioned that yeah so elon knows about counterparty you know his first tweet about nfts was on march 15th and if you guys go down the rabbit hole of 315 in my research with Cofefe and rare pepe and 1111 that we have coming up in a couple of days um there's some interesting timestamps and date stamps that Elon is messaging, I think, to us in a- Wait, 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 what, what's this 1111 yeah, stuff yeah, you're talking about? What is this? <laughs> Let's go down some rabbit holes here. Man. Let's go down the full PSYOPs uh, rabbit hole you got going for Okay, us. so let's just start with Rare Pepe, okay? Rare Pepe, if you look at the card, has a 315 on it, okay? Um, wait, Jake, pull no. it up so we can see this here. Let's, I wanna, I gotta yeah, see what you're talking about here. So you're saying the Rare Pepe card has a, a 315. 315, right? Okay. So for those that don't know, the 315th day of the year is 11-11. Okay, I know this all sounds crazy and stuff, but just stick with me here. Okay. Okay. So 315 is... Is that on leap years as well, brother? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? I mean, yeah, I'm, I actually don't know yeah. about that. But Okay, so 11-11 is, is 315. Yeah, 315 is also known as the Ides of March, okay? The date March 15th, okay? Um, President Trump, when he came into office, he was the chaos that came into the controlled, you know, institutional land of red versus blue, right? He shook up the system to some degree. And the first person he put in the Oval Office was a gentleman by the name of Andrew Jackson. Okay, for those who don't know Andrew Jackson, Andrew Jackson was the uh, president who defeated the second central bank of the United States. Okay, and so funny enough, Andrew Jackson's birthday is also on March 15th. Okay, so okay. you get into these combinations of 315. It all sounds crazy, but the first date Trump tweeted himself as a Pepe was on October 13th, 2015. So you get another 315. It doesn't have it's a combination of these 315s. Yeah, okay, I don't wait, 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 wait. October 13th, 2015. Okay, Trump okay. tweeted himself wait, as wait, a Pepe. But that's not on that. Why, why didn't he tweet on November 11th? I don't understand. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Wait, so what, I, what I'm saying is the three one fives can be in any kind of combination, but Trump, when he tweeted himself, well, then you're going to be like, well, five plus one plus three is nine. So anything with the nine, come on, we don't have to get real numbers, bro. This is like, it's, that's those, a little... that, 
You're saying October 15th, 10-15. Adam, Adam stop putting, stop putting his uh, theory. 10, 15, I bro. <laughs> October 15th is 10-15. Oh, no, October 13th, 2015. Oh, my God. Anyways. That, that, that's like you just gave me every number on earth and, and fit it hey, bro, into a day. If you want to just chill and relax and let me talk, okay, and open your mind a little bit, I'd be happy to explain it further, okay? Right. Trump tweeted Kofefe on May 31st, uh, 2018, I think it was. So it's a 531, all right? You get these combinations. I know, look, it sounds silly I because that's like front, back, left, right, really up, down, Adam together. That, Dude, that's not that's not a brain that doesn't understand the, the realm of frequencies and, and numerology into the into the ecosphere. Like you might not understand it. It sounds crazy. I get it. I know I sound crazy to, to normies, but <laughs> if you break it down, okay, the 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 rare Pepe, the actual mirror of that card, Pepe Rare, is the 315th card in the rare Pepe series. Okay. Um, if you understand JFK, what's that? That that's interesting. I didn't. I, um, I wonder who who was responsible for picking that card on that day. Well, Mike is responsible for picking the first fifteen hundred cards. If you look at series three, card fifteen, you get Putin Pepe. Putin Pepe, with a smug look on his face, is also the person who you know is kind of the store, the center of this BRICS and breaking up the entire, you know, central bank system via the energy war with Ukraine. That was the start of it. Putin was declared a war criminal by Congress on no us on March 15th. Um, the Federal Reserve reduced the reserve requirements to 0, 0.0 on March 15th. So I can go into like literally hundreds of data points on March 15th and 315. Can you I'm confirm that, that the NSA created Bitcoin? Basically, yeah. But <laughs> That's it's called the Kofefe dig. It's on it's on Substack. And you know, I don't want to get too far into it because we're talking about other stuff, but understand that repeating number sequences are very magical and powerful, and injecting them into the Bitcoin blockchain only made us more powerful. And so if you want to understand that, like there's 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 some actual evidence that suggests that probably what happened. But again, it's just open source intel. Anybody can look it up and make their own mind about it. I'm just telling you what I found, and you're, you know, you can you can like it or not like it or make fun of it. That's up to you. But <laughs> I'll tell well, you, I'm make fun of it, no doubt there. about that. But I still like it. It's still interesting to me. But um, oh, I'm still looking. I, I want to look for the uh, rare Pepe card. I got to see whether that. Oh. I, I can't believe I've never seen that 315 on there. Okay. What was but it? also, if you look, if you look what happened to FTX. Right, the yep. fried bank man, bankman free. Do you know what day they filed Chapter Eleven? They filed Chapter Eleven on eleven eleven. Okay, um, there's all these you know weird things that are happening in the world that have these weird sequential dates. But also, um, five thirty one, the date you know Trump tweeted about Kofefe. If you guys understand counterinsurgency, okay, so the United States government put out a guide called Coin. It was called the counterinsurgency guide. And so my thesis and my theory and my research dives into the fact that Bitcoin is a digital counterinsurgency against, uh, you know, the, the elite that are in control, right? The insurgents that are controlling humanity, controlling our institutions, controlling, um, you know, the money printers, the big pharma, all of it. Um, humanity has been empowered with a digital weapon, right? Get into Jason Lowry that is nonviolent. And all we have to do is stop stop consenting, right? Power from government is derived from consent. We've been given a tool that we no longer have to um, consent with 
with the government, right? We don't have to consent to them anymore. We can take our corn, we can self-custody it, and we can go about our merry way and just tell them no. Literally, that's how we win this battle. And so, anyways, it's a deep conversation. Um, <laughs> so, G Money, you may you may like G Money, you may like this. So, somebody just sent me a DM right now. They said World Contact Day was first declared March fifteenth, nineteen fifty three, by an organization called the International Flying Saucer Bureau as a day in which all IFSB members would attempt to send a telepathic message into space. <laughs> so. Um, that is aligned with your 315 thesis. Maybe Pepe is created by aliens or um, from telekinesis, but somebody just sent that to me right now. I love it. Um, no, it's all it's all relatable. And, um, you know, those that see it, well, funny enough, you know, Ronald Reagan ended the last pieces of JFK's Executive Order 11110. Um, eliminated interest attached to the debt of our currency, right? Of issuance of currency. And so Ronald Reagan, right, RR, actually ended that, the last piece of that, on 9-9, September 9th. And if you know Rare Pepe, Rare Pepe was actually first created or issued on 9-9. So if you understand Rare, understand the letter R. R is the 18th, right, letter in the alphabet, okay? Um, Pepe, if you put them numbers to letters, is 16.5, which is 21.21, or if you subtract it, is it actually 11.11? So rare Pepe, Pepe rare is like a number sequence of 21s, 11s, and 18s, okay? Now, if you get into some of this, more of this stuff, you will realize that we are kind of in this battle of good versus evil, right? 21 goes down to 777 versus 18 rare is 666. So in reality, there is a battle going on that is, um, you know, good versus evil, sevens versus sixes. There's Pepe versus, um, you know, kind of the old institutional way. And so um, if you get down into this, it gets pretty weird. <laughs> and, but there is also like, whoa, like that's weird. Okay. But you can add a lot more data points to this to kind of get to the, uh, to where maybe this is going. But it's funny enough, I just did some, um, you know, I did a uh, interview with Breedlove this morning. Won't won't actually go out for another couple of weeks, but um, I suggest people just look at the research themselves and create their own mosaic of truth out of you know what that all means. Where so, Gimani? Where if if anyone is interested in learning about this, where where do they go to read all of your um, documentation on this? Uh, so if you follow my channel, G Money Pepe, let me put, I can post a Kofefe dig actually. Is, can I put it in this Twitter space? Sure. I'll, put it, sure. I'll put it in here, but um, let me put it in here. So I'm going to respond to this. So if you guys want to look at it, just read the Substack. Um, I did a, I did a 2.0 as well, uh, but this has all the sauce. So like, don't, don't trust me, right? Don't believe me. That's the whole point. Like go verify it yourself. You can look at it on the blockchain and you don't have to trust me. So, um, but you know, in essence, I do believe the good guys are using some of this magic of memes and numerology and um, timing of things to perhaps um, help with the magic and the power of getting this onboarded to the world. Because if you were going to create a new currency for the entire world, like you couldn't really tell everybody what you were doing. Right. Um, but you know, meme magic is is powerful. Trump used Pepe the Frog, which caused a complete 
meltdown of the mainstream media. And so what did they do? They attacked Pepe. They literally, um, you know, Pepe, Pepe was created two days before Hillary Clinton attacked Pepe on 9-11. Funny enough, 9-11. Okay. Um, and so, you know, look at the sauce. And, you know, if you want to look at the biggest proof we have is there's a, there's a card called the Games of Trump. <laughs> the Games of Trump card is an interesting card. It's a rare Pepe. Because uh, if you ever heard about an entity, an anonymous entity called Q on the internet, okay, which I'm already seeing people probably roll their eyes. <laughs> um, you know, all it was was a dissemination information campaign to help um, decentralize uh, information, right, against the centralized media. And so if people go back and actually look at it, it's just information that's dropped in like a Socratic method. But anyways, this person is still anonymous. Nobody knows who it is. But in essence, it talked about the NWO, talked about elite cabal controlling institutions. A couple of years ago when Q came out, everybody would have probably, you know, they still think it's crazy and that mainstream media debunked it. But in essence, if you actually look down deeper, it's all about timestamps and it's all about the future proving the past and to where um, like a lot of this information is, is actually legitimate. And so- Wait, what about this Games uh, of Pepe card? Okay, so this Games of Trump card, there's a, there's oh, a card. Of Trump. So, okay. so Q is the 17th letter of the alphabet, right? 17th letter of the alphabet. Okay, and again, stuff. Um, there's a Games of Trump card with 17s all over it, and the issuance of the supply was 1717. It's Trump on a dragon, and it says a Games of Trump. Um, this card was actually issued like two months before this anonymous entity ever dropped information online. Um, and so like an ultimate proof of Bitcoin being connected to some weird plan to maybe, you know, of the great awakening of the entire planet is, are these memes that get ingested in there? And one of them is the most important one is one of is called the games of Trump. And so, um, again, but let the, you know, let the dates and the time chain prove it. Not, don't let me prove it to you. <laughs> but again, this is all part of the sub stack. It all kind of goes into that thing. And so if you want to learn about information warfare and how like this all kind of comes about, the games of Trump is actually a pretty interesting card. Um, and so I do believe since nobody really knows who Mike is the creator of rare Pepe's, I do believe maybe, you know, there was possible, you know, communications going on. Are you saying Mike is Satoshi, bro? No, I'm just saying Mike may be part of something bigger that we don't know about. Right. Because oh, you can, hide. yeah, nobody knows who he is. Um, and so I don't know, like that's up to people to, figure out for themselves wow bro g money appreciate this is that. like this is like a, a little honestly i gotta say a little bit frying my brain here because it's you know you just touched <laughs> yeah, on like, lot, obviously we have like, a scientist but obviously mike controlled the scientists so here we go man well mike was responsible for the first 1500 cards and guess what the 1500 no, i mean there were other people involved in picking the cards he wasn't the only one but he was the only one that controlled the numbering of them through 1500 so 1500 yeah. was invisible Pepe, funny enough. And then, uh, like he, you know, he closed it down at 1774, but, um, yeah, we don't know who he is, but if you've heard of steganography, you can hide messages in plain sight in images. Um, it's a pretty common thing, but, um, yeah. So, but yeah, it's a deep rabbit hole. I just gave you guys a really quick like overview of it, but to fully understand it, you have to like do some research. Cause I gave you guys like a 10 minute breakdown in like what I've been doing for years. So it's not easy to break down. Hey man, just uh, 
shoot me a DM. Maybe we'll do this one day in the future. Um, we'll really, really dive into oh, it. Oh, we'll dive deep, man. <laughs> I, I will, yeah, we do this. So, so do you mean we do this Pepe show every Wednesday? So, uh, shoot me a DM and we'll maybe we'll yeah. schedule this for like some, some weeks from now. We'll bring it back up. Crumbs has been waiting patiently. Uh, do you have some thoughts on this? Um, yeah, this all sounds really cool. You know, um, I was just thinking the, the rare Pepe scientist is also sort of, uh, kind of critiquing, you know, trust the science and sort of the consolidation of sort of, uh, expert uh, opinion. And, uh, yeah, in that sense, I think it's, it's also political commentary. I just want to say that, you know, I'm here for the fake rares and I just found out that, uh, someone has been Menting Pepe so the fakest chain of all on BSV. So there's like uh, Pepe.sv as well, apparently. So somebody made like a museum or something. <laughs> the fakest of all chains. <laughs> so here, Adam, Adam, let me let me ask you this then. Um, after that conversation, can or is cons the idea of conspiracy, is that a meme within itself? Or is there some something or is it news or entertainment? Mm. It, I, you know, I, I, I can't fully place the, the conspiracy. Uh, it's funny. We were just talking, I was talking about it with my wife this morning and it's like, I don't know where it lies because look, I have friends who are like full on conspiracy, you know, they're injecting, you know, microchips in the vaccines. Right. And I think in a lot of ways, like, and I don't believe that. Um, and in a lot of ways that kind of, as conspiracy goes completely overboard, it's you realize that the hint of truth there, which is like with vaccines specifically, that you know biotech companies and and healthcare companies pushed it in order to make money, that no longer can even be discussed if you follow this. If you go to the complete side of like, oh, they're injecting microchips, and for years we weren't even we didn't even talk about vaccines because. If you, if you doubted vaccines, you were just a crazy person, right? Because we, they went to this like microchips injected area, right? And so the average person, me, you, and most people in the world are like, oh, you're anti-vax, you're crazy, right? Because microchips. So I think that in a way, it, it's a way of blowing out the conversation completely. And I think now what's actually happened is we've woken up to this idea that, oh, we've been tricked by this, like, by making everything so fringe, we've been tricked into, like, not even being able to discuss these things. And I think a lot of us woke up to this, like, no, 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 all this stuff is back on the table. We can talk about this again. And I think, you know, memes are part of that, where we can actually talk about this stuff again. This isn't beyond the scope. This isn't crazy person realm. We can talk about it and be rational. We don't have to believe in microchips to actually be able to question, wow, should I give my kid... 17 different vaccines you know um so i think that's a good thing that, that all this kind of discussion is back on the table starts and ends with the memes themselves <laughs> it is the conversation starter then it adds a different dynamic once you can start collecting those as well like let's say you put you know uh the idea of a conspiracy uh you pepify it in some way and then mint it and then that theory is then proven to be true right how does that impact the value of that meme of collecting it that's where you get into these crazy kind of valuations ide ideology for collectors because we've been covering the idea of collecting now on this show for almost a year now at this point there's something to collect for everybody no matter how fringe or wild it may sound 
Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe GM can give us the uh, the full run. G Money can give us the full rundown on like the conspiracy set, right? Of Pepe's. Like, you got to hold the you know, 17 card, you got to hold the 777 card, you got to. <laughs> well, check this out. So, if you guys are familiar with, you know, Julian Assange, you know, Julian Assange compared Bitcoin as the first time humans have a actual way to provide proof of publication. And yeah. so what I've done with my project, I have like a little project as well. And I tried to provide um, that journalistic proof of publication and following some of these conspiracies to see if, you know, they ended up panning out. But in reality, that proof of publication is, is pretty powerful because some of my, you know, art or some of my stuff is, is basically a journalistic interpretation of, of trying to, to see some of the, um, you know, the hidden meanings behind this stuff. Because if you look, go back again, I'll, I'll mention it again, the Q drops. The Q drops talking about central bankers, they literally list all the central bankers on 11.11, okay? If you go deeper into some of that stuff, um, you know, it talks about how, um, you know, what is what is actually is gold, right? Like, what, what has gold been? What, what does it mean to be covered in gold as, as the elite um, have been, you know, flaunting gold for a very long time? And so this, this actually breaks their system of control. But, um, you know, that, that proof of publication, funny enough, right, the test token, the first token on Counterparty was made on January 13th, okay? So if you go back to January 13th, funny enough, years later, right, because the first test token was done back in 2014, had an immaculate conception, burned Bitcoin to create it. Um, there's a Q drop on January 13th that says literally test, SEC test, okay? So if you talk about SEC, for those that don't know, I believe Counterparty is the antithesis of Wall Street. So I believe Counterparty is the new asset exchange system for everybody and that we will bring down Wall Street because you can't just take down the currency. You have to tr take down the third party intermediaries that have controlled the entire monetary system through the equities and everything else. And so well, we better get some more fucking devs on it then, bro, because we do not have enough devs on Counterparty to build out a global financial system, bro. J-Dog is not enough, bro. J-Dog is not enough. Right. Absolutely. 100% agree. Um, but funny enough, right? The SEC, for those that don't know, um, you know, the guy who um, created the first company called the SEC was a guy named Charles Ponzi. <laughs> so his, his company was actually called the Securities Exchange Company. And All right, enough, bro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to hold on. We got to book a show. I just yeah. followed you. Hit me up in DMs. We'll go deep down this fucking conspiracy rabbit hole, man. We don't have we don't have enough hours in the day to do this today. Counterparty's got some stuff, bro. We don't have enough hours, man. We got. I, I, I'll, we'll book a show with you. We'll do a fucking solid like two hours on this, man. We'll do full rabbit hole. Awesome, awesome, crumbs, crumbs. What's what's going on? Um, I was in some spaces with some uh, ordinals refusers uh, earlier today, and uh, I was telling them that you know um, counterparty was the original uh, ordinals. Uh, but uh, are there any uh, ordinals Pepe cards on counterparty? Because I think that would be pretty cool to have one of those. Yeah, there's some some of the tokens on counterparty use ordinals um, as kind of the storage layer. Um, from from my knowledge, I Joe put like a, yeah. a tool out for it. The Pepe WTF token in counterparty is pointing to an ordinal, for example. Based. I love that you used ordinal refusers, Crumbs. I was uh, I've not heard that one before. I'll have to put that ordinal in there. Yeah, I think uh, there's 
just like people on the, the Bitcoin mailing list, uh, I think even like Luke Dasher was like saying that, like, hey, we should make like a ordinal refuser client, you know, and we should prune all the ordinal data. Uh, so there's there's some some kind of uh, debate going on in, in Bitcoin still, whether ordinals are spam. And I guess it's the same debate that's, you know, it's all today about, you know, whether counterparty assets are spam. Um, yeah, I just think it's super funny. Like people don't learn this. You should ask them what they think about stamps. They're gonna love. <laughs> They're gonna love stamps, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, Al, Al, um, you know, we'll probably wrap this up pretty soon. But tell us a little bit about the thesis on stamps. Uh, or Pepe.wtf just added that recently. Uh, why? Why now? Stamps for me is like, well, apart for uh, a very interesting because a very interesting thing because it's basically using what we've been using all this time, but with a little twerk that instead of uh, not, not only using counterparty protocol, but also storing the data on chain. So at the end, what the Stamps is doing is, is storing data in Bitcoin transactions, but in, in a different way that Ordinal is doing. Ordinal is using SegWit uh, discount, uh, so, sorry, uh, SegWit um, uh, witness data, sorry. So basically, it's storing the data for the ordinance in a way that theoretically could be pruned, but let's be honest, right now it's not something that is happening, but could happen. At the end, it's, it's storing the image uh, in a part where once the node processes all those transactions, uh, the, the guy who's running the node could decide to erase it because this doesn't belong to the balance or to the monetary part of Bitcoin, if we're saying somehow. While stamps, what it's doing is like it's storing them into um, a multi-sig transaction. So basically it's storing data in the Ucho set. The Ucho set, what it's doing is at the end, it's like it's kind of dispersing uh, Bitcoin in the network. So every node, no matter uh, from where the node, from when the node is, has to store the data. Uh, ordinal happens after Tabroot. Basically Tabroot enables ordinals, while stamps is using a uh, basically traditional Bitcoin for same somehow. So at the end, uh, Stamps is storing data in a more permanent way, um, but also it's way more expensive because uh, Ordinals has something that is basically kind of a discount to be able to store data in that way, while Stamps don't. So at the end, Stamps is basically on-chain assets in counterparty. As it's more expensive and the data is more limited, you cannot do everything. For example, the memeable collection we are doing in PPWTF in stamps would be uh, probably kind of impossible because the limit in stamps, I, I'm not sure if it's a hard limit, but let's say it's like something around seven seven uh, kilobytes. While in, in, ordinal, in ordinals, you can store like 200, 300K without problems. So stamps at the end is a counterparty assets. So you have access to the protocol, you have access to the dispensers, you have access to the decks, you have access to everything we're used to, but with the advantage also that you're storing the data on chain. So for me, stamps is important because basically it has brought a new wave of attention to counterparty, not only development, like there are new platforms, there's Stamp Ninja, there's, there's a wallet, there's been like different kind of developments, but also new community that has joined. So for me, stamps is important to counterparty as counterparty is to stamps at the end. It's like it's something that in my mind can bring a bit more of uh, attention and guarantee to counterparty that going to be able to continue being not developed, but maintained and being used. So in, since the beginning, I've been involved in stamps. Like I, I minted a lot in the beginning. Uh, so once we started to, to 
to add new collections to PPWTF stamps makes sense for me because it's not a curated collection. So all we have is uh, collections that are being curated by somebody. Stamps is an alive uh, stream of assets, same for saying somehow, uh, but makes sense for the for the near, uh, basically for, for for the compliance that we we have in the community. At the end, stamps community and counterparty community are basically very 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 near, but also stamps has brought lots of new people. Yeah, I, I agree as well. This actually is a good time to announce too. Today we uh, Emblem Vault we we made minting and uh, so I guess vaulting and unvaulting is now available for the counterparty collection. So you can now uh, mint any counterparty asset to Ethereum. Uh, I think by tomorrow or what's tomorrow Thursday by by tomorrow or Friday the Bitcoin stamps collection will also be widely available. Um, we are we currently tested it. I I actually vaulted a handful of my sub three hundred number stamps yesterday to test. So once we uh, figure out a few more parameters to the collection, that will be available as well. So big win for the uh, stamps community because um, we are also in conversations with. I think Rare Stamps is adding some some curation, and also Al has uh, put in his recent post as well that you will be working on some emblem integrations. Could you uh, expand on that? What that actually means for those that are listening? Hey, well, basically, I'm I'm waiting for you to add stamps. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, but this yeah, is I think we're the hold up here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what 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 does Al? What does you mentioned that you're just going to add emblem integrations? It was on the last post. It was kind of in one of the threads of the, the stamps post. What what does an emblem integration on Pepe WTF mean? So those that are listening may may understand it. Yeah, to, to be able to track the bolts, basically, if if any stamp is being bolted into Ethereum, we will track it in PepeWTF. So at the end, it's the same thing we did with Rare Pepes originally. I think it makes sense to do it with stamps uh, once their bolts uh, enabled for them, like tracking both worlds. Because uh, I mean, Ethereum for me, um, having the, the the option of transaction in Ethereum is something very powerful for counterparty because at the end. Counterparty has lots of advantages, has also had disadvantages for the Bitcoin ne the network itself. At the end, Bitcoin block is the mint. So we, we may like it or not, but it's a reality. So bolts uh, uh, enable like something that it makes it much more agile to transact. And it, and it's also open it to way more people because at the end, the community in Bitcoin is, is smaller than Ethereum for the good and the bad. Uh, so the possibility of having those two worlds linked uh, linked for me is very powerful. Well, I had a few people ask um, a few days ago, will you be adding, or you may have done this already, adding uh, support for all of the Pepe uh, curated collections, the all four of them that are live on Pepe.wtf? Yeah, yeah. I, I need to fix a couple of things, but it, it's already being tracked. Awesome. And for those two, I don't think we've announced this publicly, we will be adding a curated collection for uh, Rare Coco and for Wojak Way and possibly the Memeables as well. All of the collections that WTF will be adding, we'll be adding a curated collection. We just got to get through the migration first and then those will be publicly available. And then we can make our way down the, the list for individual uh, artists. Like for example, we could do something like a Dark Farms collection or or whoever wants to create their own collections. So that is something that we plan to, 
to do. So appreciate everyone who's come on stage. Dude, that was awesome. G money. That was absolutely insane. We're definitely going to have to hold spaces a few weeks from now to really dive into um, everything that you had gone over. So really appreciate you for coming on stage hero, man. Uh, also appreciate and hearing the story of rare Coco. Um, you have any final words or anything you'd like to say about the, the future of, of rare Coco? Well, thank you for the inviting and thank you for the awesome news for, for the curated collection. I think um, that's something a lot of people wait for. And yeah, let's fucking Coco, man. <laughs> hey, the Coco within itself, man. Al, any uh, final words for the community? Just got to say, respect everything you've done at Petty Dev to It's a really, really big cornerstone for the community. I would like to throw the ball to Adam because he was saying that maybe we need to do a campaign for Pepe. So I was going to propose on the 19th of November is the second anniversary of Pepe WTF. So if you want a date, I'm dropping that one. Just saying. Awesome. Sounds good, dude. Unless, you know, hey, I, I don't know, you know, oh, shoot, he's already left the stage. I'll have to check with our uh, resident numerologist to make sure I launch it on the appropriate day. Uh, based on numerology. So yeah, but that's a good one, man. <laughs> Interesting. All right, everybody. Uh, if you guys, if you guys didn't know, Adam will now has uh, a lot of work uh, planning by the 19th. We got to figure out our, our Twitter campaign for strategy. <laughs> yeah. If you guys, if you guys didn't know, we host this show Tuesday through Thursday, 1130 AM Eastern time. We always have once a week, we do a Pepe show. We talk about the community across the space, collecting Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Litecoin, cross-chain, all everything, all of the new fascinations. Tomorrow, we're hosting a show with the Dogenals and DRC20 community. They've been picking up some traction there. So if you are a Dogecoin fan, Dogecoin NFT fan, make sure to check out that episode. Make sure you follow everyone on stage. Follow Al, Pepe.WTF, Kiro, the creator of Rare Coco, myself, Adam, Chris, uh, and Emblem Vault. Also, make sure you follow Dogfather, who is one of the OGs in the space, and Crumbs, just for contributing. So until then, guys, uh, we'll see you tomorrow at the Dogenal Space, same time, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time.